Hello wonderful amazing people, Curly here, I know it's been a little while, I think it's been mm, probably April was the last time I did my last podcast session, so I really appreciate you being patient with me and uh, yeah, let me just quickly run through where I've been, the last few months have been a bit of a blur to be quite honest, it's just been kind of like go, go, go in many different ways, um, for those of you who, you know, uh, read my description and came across this recording, you probably probably someone who works in uh, schools, you might be someone who's a potentially, you know, you might specifically work in poet, do, delivering poetry workshops, maybe you're a poet, um, so either working with children or in the arts, looking to develop a career in that, um, yeah, this, part, this podcast is kind of like for you, um, as a emerging poet, fair, you know, sort of established at a certain level, but I still see myself as emerging because I'm still learning, I'm still applying, still making mistakes, but I am moving in the right direction, and I feel I'm at a point where I can, you know, certainly document the journey, regardless, but also I feel like I've got insights that will actually help people, uh, and maybe it might help you along your pathway a little quicker, just hearing from someone who's, you know, kind of uh, on that journey, perhaps I'm a little ahead, or maybe, you know, neck and neck, or Maybe a little behind, who knows? But we can all learn from each other anyway. So I'm just trying to share good practice, really. And my personal journey is going to be unique, just like yours is too. But I'm sure, like I say, there will be things where the common threads do cross over. So, um, quick little recap then, man, of what's been happening. Curly, why not we heard from you for, for four months or so, three or four months? Well, <laughs> the reason is because. <sighs> I don't really have an excuse, man. I know I've been busy, but there's plenty of people out there who are busy. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> don't really have an excuse. I really don't. But, um, uh, I've been working on a project uh, in schools uh, to deliver uh, kind of like an in- intervention with, with literacy, uh, especially in light of the political climate that we're in, especially around racism and the heightened... heightened um, what we're seeing in terms of the uh, the rise of the right and extremism, one way or the other. Um, so, at the moment, schools are kind of being told by Ofsted that they must deliver British values, which is a fairly newish, you know, uh, curricular theme, a curricular topic. Many teachers have been struggling to some extent, you know, trying to. It's because if it's because the fact it's a bit of a hot potato because there's still questions as to what are British values shouldn't they just be called human values or virtues and um, sure enough some schools have taken taken it and kind of ran with it to the extent that they can but some teachers you know still feeling a bit unsure about how to deliver it because it's still fairly newish and because it's a hot potato and a little bit contentious that don't want to offend anyone as well so there is a bit of a problem in terms of conveying you know, British values, but it's just an umbrella term, really, uh, British values, and under the umbrella are uh, five particular themes, specifically respect, that's one theme, um, rule of law, individual liberty, democracy, and tolerance, or multi-faith. Now, a very talented poet who was very fortunate to come, you know, to to stumble across uh, one time when I was working in school, Wow, he's come up with a, an incredible program, really. And I've just basically kind of like helped him pick it up and run with it and um, helped to flesh it out a little bit and deliver it in schools. 
Now it enables you know 300 or so young people, 240 to 320 young people. To be fair, is dealing with more kids in a day uh, to run through those four or five different themes and get young people using those words, which is really really important. So you're working in schools on a, on a regional scale, um, 10 or so, maybe 15 or so schools, um, working with their whole year groups. Uh, so with the primary schools, it's been like key stage two primarily, which is year three, four, five, and six. Working with the whole school, so starting with a, well, so the, not the whole school, but the whole of uh, key stage two. Um, but we did expand it, so we also work with Key Stage 1, so in theory, yeah, it is the whole school as well, in, for the most part. So in the morning, we do an assembly, and then uh, dismiss the classes, they go back to class, all fired up, ready to write poems about respect, or tolerance, rule of law, individual liberty, uh, or multi-faith tolerance. And um, yeah, so at the end of the day, Key Stage 2 come back into the hall, for the last hour and do a showcase and a showcase is a kind of like an x-factor kind of like competition setup type thing so we get a couple of judges and it just just raises the excitement levels for the kids when they know it's a bit of a little bit of a competitive edge to it as well so it gets them to try their best and that's set from the beginning of the day as well in the assembly that's kind of like explained so it gets the kids already thinking about how they're going to bring their skills to the table and impress the judges and hopefully score some points and um, for, for the most part, a lot of the young people, as we all know, um, have got different ways of expressing themselves. And for the restless ones, they get to channel their skills into being, you know, uh, dramatic as part of their performance. They might add drama, they might add dance, they might actually be the, uh, the, the children that come to the front and actually say the words of the poem, express it through gesture and such. So uh, we get whole classes up. Uh, performing their poems, each class performs a poem based on the theme that they've, that they've been allocated because um, the younger ones probably won't understand democracy as much as the year sixes might understand democracy so we, you know, we bear that in mind, so the younger ones, that, i.e. the year threes, they look at respect uh, so they start off looking at respect and then it's like a graduation so the year after, year four, they'll look at rule of law or uh, tolerance um, so yeah, so the themes are kind of like age appropriate as well which is great um, so at the end of the day the last hour there's like a showcase event all the kids get to perform it's part of a class performance ensemble where there might be music there might be powerpoint backgrounds with like video in the background to accompany the, the the performance there might be dancers singers beatboxers rappers um, you name it uh, art you know so kids might create posters you know sort of drama uh, props yeah, so there's a role for everyone in the class, primarily speaking. So everyone gets the chance to spend the day being creative, how to uh, thinking about how to um, uh, come up with a performance that's just going to wow the judges and the other classes as well uh, on that particular theme. Also, now we work with Key Stage One as well, so that's the, the the younger ones in the school. So we get them to to do basically participate in a little assembly in the afternoon while the other kids are preparing and practicing their poems. We work with go back uh, to basics, work with the key stage one uh, and get them uh, rapping and beatboxing and having fun around the word diversity. So just to help flesh out and contextualize uh, what diversity means 
um, so that the younger ones can understand what that kind of word entails, um, which is fun and exciting as well. And it adds to the numbers of the young people that we can engage. So over this period, we've been working with this number of schools and no less than, well, I don't know, 4,000 or so young people have actually been directly engaged in this project, which is about safeguarding words. Like I say, getting young people to use words around respect, how we should treat people, how we should treat our environment based on how we like to be treated. So getting children to, like I say, contextualise these words, get them understanding them, Get them, getting them to apply them in a, in, a, in a real world kind of way in a way that they understand and the way that they can help us to understand as well it's about getting these young people to use these words uh, so that we can hear what they've got to say about them as well so uh, that's been a, a really fascinating journey in itself uh, obviously it's taken a lot of energy and effort but it's about working with lots of different people as well people that you can work with uh, who are uh, patient you know, happy to put the effort in and just keep learning really you just keep going around in that continual cycle of being able to build on what you've just done kind of like building a house you know, you need a strong foundation that means having, you know, certain structures in place i.e. certain people who are able to deliver or happy to deliver um, with the time that they've got we can't all give our time away for free of course, you know, of course uh, but I think if you believe in a project believe in a vision why can't it be done often you can make the time you know make the, make the sacrifices uh, especially if you do want to build a career in anything it's going to require monumental effort and patience and sacrifice as well along the way um, yeah it's been a it's been a journey man and, and you know it's still early days but it's been very worthwhile because all that work that you do can be documented can be shared especially in this day and age now man in, in our digital media we've got phones in our pockets pockets which is basically like a recording studio um, and uh, media uh, conglomerate as well man where you can actually capture stuff on a phone and distribute it around the world um, but yeah you probably want to be a little bit more targeted depending on you know what it is that you're actually capturing and putting out uh, for us, it's more to do with teachers and schools um, on this particular topic, you know, which is, for the most part, we're trying to grow it in a certain area. First, you know, weed out all the different bugs in the system, um, you know, and just, just move it all out, you know, the booking procedures, the things to expect, the pre-planning in terms of talking to the teachers, uh, getting everything as prepared as we can, really, for making sure that when we move forward to the next term we've got everything we need in terms of resources we've got everything in, in, in terms of uh, prepping the teachers of what to expect on the day uh, giving them ideas to already get started so when we go in on the day they've already got ideas as well uh, showing them examples and the only way to do that is to capture what it is you do um, in some way or form so we had a showcase event uh, a few weeks ago which brought in all the different schools that worked with us on this project about 10 or 15 schools in different ways who've contributed to the project whether it's taking part in a in a day's workshop um, or they and they, they want to basically come along as well to the showcase events so they've picked, cherry picked a, a number of young people who were keen to come along who were GDPR approved which is basically data protection because uh, you need permissions now obviously to film and document children and, 
and that sort of thing. So that in itself is uh, something to seriously consider too. Um, in terms of if you're going to capture content, then which I you know certainly recommend you do, then be prepared to speak to teachers about that as one of the probably prerequisites to you taking part or helping them to solve a problem, or you know get your foot in the door first and then ask nice, ask nicely. Um, so, but if you are helping them to solve a problem, i.e., to help their children engage in writing or to take part in uh, performance poetry or poetry, um, then you know teachers are much more willing to uh, see about what they can do because obviously teachers' time is finite as well. So, getting them on side is really, really important. And like any businessman, it is about building relationships. And um, to some extent, not only are the teachers helping us develop this. This, this art of what we're doing um, in terms of this project uh, but also it's they're, they're also the customer you know as well as the pupils they're the customers too you know if they're both happy then you know you're going to get more work so um, and, and that takes time it takes patience but it also takes effort um, so the other thing uh, as well is uh, I was invited to perform at the Royal Albert Hall which was Wow, super exciting, man. You know, built in 1871, you know, Queen Victoria, Muhammad Ali fought there, exhibition fights, Pavarotti sung there, Brit Awards have been hosted, all sorts has happened there. Um, but I must admit, one of the things that I really enjoyed learning about was um, that the Matrix score, a lot of the music score for the Matrix films were recorded there too. Uh, so I got to perform there at the Royal Albert Hall for 5,000 people in a nice little dicky bow, my hat cool little suit um, and basically it was a, an opportunity to raise awareness and launch a project called Key Change uh, myself and Alison Cope she's an anti-knife crime campaign, campaigner unfortunately her son was taken by knife crime back in 2013 and she since then has been going into schools and helping to raise awareness not only to schools but across the board whether it's prisons looked after services uh, probation different things man care homes um, schools predominantly and colleges and universities and even did a, a panel of judges and she talks to parents as well as so parent sessions too and she also does teacher sessions so like I say she does a lot of work on the topic and uh, but her talks are very very profound the way she conveys her message as a grieving mother really does punch through um, the, the, the the walls of resistance that you know you, ta- you start talking to children about statistics and then those walls come up you hear Alison's story and all you hear about mainly is about her connection with her son who wasn't perfect which many children can identify with but he learned yeah man he, you know, he, he, he learned what was important which was his connection to his mum and that is certainly something that really does come through, you know, whether it's a mum or a carer, someone in their life that they don't want to say goodbye to. That's what these children get to kind of think about. And by the end of the session, many are crying, many come up to Alison and hugging her. And these might be pupils who are considered disengaged, hard to reach, totally disaffected. Um, won't sit still for two minutes but many in many cases where I've been in 
a session where Alison's talking to whole year groups, 200 kids or more. She could hear a pin drop for an hour, like literally for an hour, it's that quiet uh, because the children just hanging off at what she, over every word she's got to say because what she's got to say is very real and very poignant and they're getting a lot of value from it and they know it's in their best interest to listen, so they do because as I say, it's very real and it's very important because it's about the relationship and getting them to think about the relationships with the people that they care about and at the end of the session as I say many are crying many are coming up to her and hugging her and many more are on the phones texting their loved, loved ones and their endeared ones telling them how much they care about them and subsequently gets them to think about how they act and in relation to how it affects those people that they care about which is a key thing isn't it you know trying to get these children to make positive choices as well as the adults as well because we can all learn um, yeah so this this project um, launch at the Royal Albert Hall <sighs> wow yeah it was, it was an incredible experience for me to obviously perform there and to help launch the project because I was asked to write a piece which I performed and it went really well um, didn't make a mistake the, you know delivery was on par and you can actually check it out I'll put a link in the description as well so you can check it out and you can tell me if I what you thought if you want to um but certainly just enjoy the poem if you don't mind <laughs> if you've got a minute or two it's a good piece it's only about two minutes or so so it's not too long either so it's a uh, nice sharp and you get to see me in a suit as well so what more could you ask for <laughs> um the other thing has been um uh, i've been uh, asked to be a resident poet in a school john Maysfield school which it's been fantastic it's the first time I've been a resident first time I've been asked and um, so for a number of sessions I was working with uh, well the first session was basically to introduce myself to all the year groups so I did like an hour session hour assembly with so many with each year group basically and then the next session um, some weeks later was working with a smaller group of selected poets and then it's basically taking them through a journey basically of getting them to write perform uh, ready for a showcase event which was at the Ledbury Poetry Festival which is a very prestigious event in a nice little village which basically transforms into this uh, bunting draped cake sharing poetry extravaganza where the whole village basically turns into this platform for poetry which is fantastic and you know is very well attended you got the likes of Caroline Duffy who performed there too and yeah just all sorts of amazing poets and for this group of young pupils that I was working with for many of them it was the first time they've ever been on stage really nervous but they were braved it out man I was so proud of them and uh, just to see how many of them you know came through this process they were still scared on my last session when I before um, they came to the the festival to perform and the teachers were just just super on point got these young people feeling you know that they could do it you know um, because I remember in the last session you know some of them was unsure and I did have my doubts that a few of them probably wouldn't turn up so I was pleasantly surprised with who actually did turn up so thankfully you know again it's about building good relationships with the teachers man who can make a real difference into how your you know your outcomes come out you know so it's interesting but um 
yeah, there was a couple of kids who were on crutches, man. <laughs> I did make the point that, oh, this teacher's done an incredible job of getting these young people to the point where they feel comfortable being on stage and da 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 da. Bigging up the teacher, just saying how great she was. And then, yeah, and the second person that came onto the stage on crutches, I was saying that, um, yeah, wow, you know, this teacher's got some really uh, strict ways in which to make the young people do their poems, of course. And I'm, I'm sure that's totally unrelated to why these young people are on crutches <laughs> and I've got a bit of a laugh as well so something along them lines anyway um, and I've got a, uh, as I say it's warmly received but the young people got to perform with the Foyo Young Poets as well which is quite an accolade in itself Foyo Young Poets has been around for a while and you know they're quite an established outfit and so uh, which is fantastic experience to, to bolt onto that for the young people too so yeah um but that again just came about through word of mouth, similar to the Royal Albert Hall as well. Um, the lady, the key lady from the Royal Albert Hall link was a lady called Steph, uh, a lady called Steph Owen, who worked in the school, and it was through working in the school, you know, we got talking, and she spoke to me about her plans for when she leaves the school, for when she retires, in, a, in, in effect, to some extent, working at that school. Um, so she went on. She's gone on now to uh, participate in other projects now, which is which is great just to see her working with same, still the same target groups and such, working with young people but in different capacities now. Uh, and she's really, really, you know, since her retirement's really, you know, took on a new lease of life, I would say. Um, doing things, do more of what she enjoys, I believe. And um, yeah, so that's how I got invited to take part in that project, and and she was part of the. British Police Symphony Orchestra she invited myself and Alison along and I wrote a little poem while I was there performed it got a round of applause Nick Knowles from um, is a TV presenter who heard the poem suggested that uh, they invite me to come along and perform it and that's how that came about which was it's uh, it's funny how this hard work and look thing kind of correlate now, I know I'm bouncing around a bit, bouncing back to the Royal Albert Hall, but it's what, you know, again, just reinforce, man, that it is about the effort, patience, and uh, trying to do a good job, man, uh, which comes with sacrifice to some extent. But it's all for a good cause. If it makes you happy, man, we don't live very long, and anything you do do requires you to invest time, whether it's something you like doing or don't like doing, whatever it is you're going to spend you're going to be spending your time and it's something you're never going to get back man so invest spending your time on something if you can doing something that you feel is worthwhile and enjoyable um yeah so that's what it's been a bit of a blur it's been quite a mad few months man uh, on top of that obviously I'm a father of two and you know obviously having them on a regular basis um is really really important I'm putting my time in following them on a daily basis uh you know, really, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's a big, big deal. Um, yeah, and that in itself has uh, had its interesting moments with regard to my ex and, and such as well. So, I've been kind of like working my way through that scenario too. Um, for the most part, it's been it's been good, but uh, yeah, it has been a, a little bit of a roller coaster blip here and there. But it is what it is for the most part, as I say, I can't really complain too much. Um, but yeah, 
Let's see how that goes. So it is what 19 minutes past one in the morning of the 30th of July of uh, 2019. So <clears throat> I just thought, you know what, I ain't done a podcast in ages. It's the time I did one, and this is the time right now. It's kind of like the beginning of the summer holidays. Uh, yeah, just reviewing what's been going on, really. Uh, so the last four months condensed in 25 minutes. Uh, or three months. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just to reiterate, it is about the people that you're working with. It is about yourself. Being prepared to be patient. Being prepared to put in the effort. Being prepared to make sacrifice. But that is ultimately an investment. You know, um, I feel like for myself, compared to where I was seven months ago, New Year's, seven, eight months ago, you know, I was in a dark place eight months ago um, for different reasons. But if you go back, listen to those podcasts, those first one or two, man, yeah, dark, dark place, man. But, you know, it gave me, um, you know, I guess something to write about at the time, which I did. And the writing aspect obviously helped as well just to get some thoughts and feelings out in a way that I kind of, which I very much enjoy at the time. I didn't know if I, I did enjoy it, you know, because I was such in, I was in such a dark place. It wasn't about necessarily enjoyment. It was a bit more, well, a lot more than that. It's about getting my head focused, man. And, and I think writing certainly is a process to help enable that to occur, man. So writing, performing, being expressive. However you do it, you know, it's it, it, guaranteed there'll be many, many other people who will benefit from what you share as it will inspire them to have a goal, expressing themselves in a similar way. It's not going to be for all people. I don't expect anyone and everyone who hears what I do or sees what I do to go ahead and be poets. I like to think they might give it a go, have a go at writing or, you know, feel a little bit more confident about writing or you know feel at least it raises the question about how they might express themselves after they've given it a go and it doesn't suit them maybe it will hopefully urge them then to try something else uh, but as long as they find their path in being able to express themselves I think that is very much a, a very big key component to feeling like a rounded human being whereby you get to reach the touch the sides a little bit digging deep and be able to express how that feels in the moment of where you're at in that context of your scenario that you're in at that point in time man I mean for the good and the bad and uh, I have to say you know it's, we're all on a journey man and there's no right necessarily there's no wrong as long as you're not hurting anyone um try all the different means and methods in which to express yourself but, you know and if it makes you happy and good on you man really 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 good on you but as I say um, it's all a process it takes time to be patient and don't give up keep putting in the effort and you'll start to see results you know alright then but I know I've been chatting too long I'm going to let you guys go 
thank you so much for listening thank you so much for being patient keep up the amazing work and uh, yeah man look forward to speaking to you again soon bye for now